Tavares got the puck free, and Nylander gets an outlet on the left wing. He closes, scores! Oh, yeah, Matthews! Well, Willie just got his third of the season. So take that! Fan Morning Show, Sportsnet 590, the fan bandana, Brent Gunning. Yeah, pursuit of happiness, we barely knew you. As See ya! <laughs> That's a shame. Somebody... I don't want to think that one through. Did they, did they, I, I can't believe we're doing goal talk, but we have to for two seconds, goal song talk. How did that happen? The level of layers in that organization and we, like that was not foreseen by anybody. I just, I can't for the life of me. Yeah. That, uh, I mean, it's a good song. It, it doesn't yeah, impact no the way I, I view the song. Oh, I think it's a good song. It's a good but song. yeah, like the, it is one thing to listen to a song in your own private time. It's another to have it like associated <laughs> with your brand, the Toronto Maple Leafs, and like bring it to a brand new section of people that have probably never heard the song before. By the way, it, we're talking about the pursuit of happiness, yeah. having some, uh, some lyrics, which are not exactly... Mm, they're not family good. friendly. Yeah, I, I was gonna say family friendly, but it's yeah. Not I like, guess I guess it's not friendly for anybody to yeah. be driving drunk, right? <laughs> no. It's like even if you're not a family man. <laughs> so uh, according to Nick Alberga, that's it. Like it's the, I know they were gonna rotate goal songs, so you could you could point to the different goal song that we got on Hockey Night in Canada and say, wow, oh, this is just part of the. No, apparently it's not coming back. So if you enjoy the Pursuit of Happiness uh, remix version, uh, sorry. It's it's not coming back. I can't believe the amount of effort they got put into that to end up at seemingly the exact same place. Uh, whatever it is, I want the first couple bars of Hollow Notes, that boop, boop, doot. They should just mix that to the beginning of whatever song they actually picked just to really throw people off the scent. So apparently Ryan Reeves was consulted on the goal song. Austin Matthews not, though, but like Ryan Reeves was. Like, I don't Chief know if this... vibes I, officer, I CVO, baby. I don't know. So, I, I, yeah, I guess. I've been reading so much about what Reeves does and doesn't have his fingerprints on. So he's like the team's pregame DJ. Mm -hmm. There was apparently some country on it, and I was trying to understand from the quote. It's not sure. It's a, It's a little unclear if... Somebody put country on it and he took it off or he had country on there and someone oh. told him to take it off. But Ryan Reeves is in the mix with this team, uh, whether it be Absolutely. DJ, whether it be face punching, oh. whether it be getting the belt, uh, whether it be the discourse, Brent. Yes. You said you want to avoid the culture wars. No, no, I just it is. <laughs> It is amazing that I think every person who follows this team, talks about them, cares about them, whatever basket you fall into, mm -hmm. you knew where you stood on this thing six months ago before you even signed the contract. Oh, yeah. You know how you feel about this. Well, yeah, the, the, the other side of the thing. Actually, I shouldn't put you in a box, right? Like, yeah. I think, yeah, I think don't, you don't. I th here, yeah, here. What do I think? Tell here's, me. Here's what you think. And correct me if I'm wrong. I would love to. You, you like the player, especially what he brings during the regular season, but uh, on a three-year contract where he's making yeah. over a million bucks, yeah, that's that's a tough one, especially for a team as as capped out as the Toronto Maple Leafs, right? Yeah, uh, love the love, 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 love the player. Do not like the term, uh, but I think that the one thing I will say that maybe I didn't give enough credence to, and I probably should have because nothing he's done so far is unexpected, is that this is great now. This is nice now to paper over all the things that we could be worrying about and talking about, whether it be Samsonov or the amount of goals they've given up or anything along those lines. But this is going to be really great in 
November yeah, and in man. February of when course. the team needs it. And it is just the, he can be the bright, shiny bobble. Because the problem is, is there's always a bright, shiny bobble on this team. It's the core four or right. sometimes Morgan Riley, depending on how long he's gone without a goal. He gets to be thrown in there only for criticism's sake, never really for plaudits, unless he has the playoffs he mm-hmm. did last year. And then we all give him credit, rightfully so. But you need Reeves to be this guy in the doldrums of the season. And it's yes. not just for us to have something to talk about. It's not just for, for the team to have the focus somewhere else. It's for those guys. Like you Buddy. work on a team, you have a family, whatever it is, you need those people who are the shot in the arm, the spice mm. of life, whatever, however you want to call it. Like, yeah, it's so important. Um, is it necessarily quantifiable? What Ryan Reeves brings, I would say like the, the, yeah, the, the, the clip inside the Leafs dressing room after Saturday's victory over the Minnesota wild. And after the fight against a guy that he was, you know, chopping it up with apparently after the game, Marcus Foligno after yeah. dropping the gloves after the big hit on Fred Goudreau. Like, yeah, that, that stuff is quantifiable. What a, God, well, what also, a hit that was, by the way, we're talking so much about the height the fight. The hit kind of got papered over a hair there. It was a great hit, but yeah, the, you know what else is quantifiable? Like the on ice results mm-hmm. haven't been good, right? Ryan Reeves, this according to Micah Blake McCurdy on, yeah. on Twitter, Ryan Reeves has played 18 minutes of five on five for Toronto this season, during which the Leafs have been outchanced one and a half expected goals to point three expected goals outscored two to nothing. And I, I, I don't think that's necessarily going to get a whole lot better. I also don't think it matters necessarily nearly as much during a regular season in which you're by far the favorites to win the Atlantic division. Um, but even if you don't win the Atlantic division, clearly home ice advantage isn't, I mean, go back to mm-hmm. the five game series against the Florida Panthers. Not exactly what you yeah, what you hope it was yeah yeah um yeah jackets less so because there's no fans or whatever so. uh yeah home ice advantage isn't isn't all it's it's crap cracked up to be that matters in the postseason again i wouldn't be at all surprised to see ryan reeves play the majority of these regular season games and then game one of the postseason be in the press box and and maybe maybe there's an argument to be had that how real is your uh, the way you play during the regular season if a key component is not involved in the postseason. Mm-hmm. But yeah, during the regular season, I think what we're talking about outweighs, honestly, even the on-ice results for Ryan Reeves. I think it does. And I think uh, a lot of people roll their eyes and go, oh, because Ryan Reeves looks tough. Austin Matthews shot it in the net. Not directly, mm-hmm. but it does have an effect on the way the team as a whole plays. And it's not even in a one-game sample. It's you want to stand that inch taller. You want to, it is all the things we talked about. And it's not about the fights, but it is about the core being bought in and showing this. And so that, that's why I think, and the other thing about Reeves too, is, you know, not, I don't want to sit here and tell you he's going to play in every playoff game that they play in this year, mm. but go look at his playoff game played for some decent to good teams that have gone on long runs. And we've seen this team need to throw that barb in there. It yeah. didn't work out well, but we saw it with Clifford and Simmons in Tampa two years ago. So there will be a time to pull that that lever and it's two games together on a line that doesn't make a ton of sense so i'm not throwing yeah. the, the baby out with the bathwater well and, and one of the goals against was that the tj yeah. brody falling down yeah so is that <laughs> so their fault yeah no ryan reeves told and him to fall Gregor down. almost caught him so there you go. <laughs> yeah also it's an entertainment product and gosh darn it is he not part of the entertainment Man, that this leaf like, team has provided there's just like 
I know there's a million eras of Leafs that people love, and this was a like bit of a sad one, but I'd be lying if it wasn't the laptop screensaver on my computer for a long, long time. It is no longer, but the picture of Kadri flanked by Orr McLaren on Coach's mm. Corner. People love that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Forever they do, and it's not yeah. going out of style, and some of you may hate it, no, but not me. I don't think people that really watch hockey hate it. No, that's the thing. The people who <laughs> come across it go, oh, yeah, for shame. You know, Guess what? Guess what? Go ask those people what they thought when the the ambulance that had retired Demar Hamlin's number, by the way, which I cannot believe that happened. Mm. I probably should save that for Chew. That was wild. But (laughs) what do people think when they see that happen in a football game all the time? Guess what? Those guys are trying to maim and kill each other on every play, not just one time a night, like Ryan Reeves. All right. So uh, hockey's an entertainment product. Uh, Speaking of entertaining, it is (laughs) Gordo Gord Stelic, Sportsnet Five Ninety, the fan, Leaf analyst. How's it going, Gord? Well, it's good. It's good, and and I like your last theme there. Yeah, particularly regular seasons. Like it's the entertainment business. Yes. It's like it's like you don't go out like a uh, you know five ring circus. But yeah, what's wrong with being entertained? I mean, you want to win, but uh, two really really entertaining games the Leafs have played so far. No question. Yeah, I this I in part of my season preview for this Leafs team, I talked about it being the most likable of the of the Austin Matthews era. Maybe outside of that first one that had the innocent climb that took the president's trophy champion capitals to to six games it does feel like the most likable entertaining team of the bunch though yeah you know and it's it's funny uh and that was a long time ago and i agree i agree with you and it, there's really that that's about as good a playoff series that they've been eliminated in since then or if, if there's such a thing about being satisfied being eliminated and uh you know it, it, i'm looking at it and i'm thinking okay i really think that this group has embraced what Toronto was all about. I know, you know, you know, Brian Burke was saying to me last week, we're chatting, he drafted Morgan Riley. He said, Morgan Riley's not a guy that really, you know, likes the public, like the public, all that stuff. But he understands it's part of playing in Toronto. And it's so you adjust accordingly. And it's something he's adjusted to quite well. Obviously, Austin Matthews has shown everybody he wants to stay here. I think in the case of Mitch Marner, the social media stuff that a couple of years ago was front and center and the perception was, you know, poor Mitch because he was getting beat up in social media. It's understood. No, don't, don't even, don't even follow those dregs. You know, something he's been embraced. Nylander wants to stay here. John Tavares came here. There's just, there just seems to be like a all for one, one for all. We're the leaders. We are the world. We're the guys. We're going to, you know, we, 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 we like it here. We're going to have some fun here and we've got to get back to kicking ass on the ice. Yeah, and that's been the that's been the interesting thing for me to see is right when this Leafs team was built, this was kind of the promise of it. You didn't necessarily want the four or five goals going in your net every night, but it was supposed to look more like this. And you know, I'm sure Sheldon Keefe is pulling out his hair; it's turning gray. Whichever one he would prefer less, I guess, is what he would want to happen there. But it just seems like this is the version of the Leafs that it was supposed to be. I mean, it hasn't even popped off yet. But you have a guy like Matthew Nye is not even in the top six. You have these offensive contributors, and that's the interesting thing to me, Gord. Is the idea of this team looking looking kind of like what we always envisioned it to be through a couple of games here. Well, the timing's interesting, Brent, with Chicago in town tonight and Connor Bedard. And I think of Joel Quenville's comments the first time he caught the Matthews and Marner show in town with the Chicago Blackhawks, whatever number of years ago, and saying, man, oh, man, this really reminds me of when we got Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves and, you know, throwing that out there. And it just added to the excitement that we all had in Toronto that that's what they real, realistically could become. And we, and it hasn't, it hasn't happened in the regular season, especially hasn't happened in the playoffs. So, you know, Chicago now is on the opposite end. They don't have 
They've got one corner, Bedard. They don't have a ton of young players, but they're looking to climb that mountain again. But I thought about that, that Joel Quenville, I mean, he was the ultimate guy. I mean, they were winning Stanley Cups back then, and just to use a comparable. And here we are, you know, maybe it's a bit later than we thought, but maybe this is the time. Um, so it's an entertainment product. Brian Reeves is providing some entertainment. Austin Matthews is providing the most entertainment. Um, he's costing people lots of hats. Uh, they're two for two and in, in losing their hats. Six goals uh, atop the, the NHL goal scoring race is a guy that scored 60 before the post lockout record is, uh, the 65 scored by Alex Ovechkin in 07, 08. Nobody has scored 70 since Timu in 92, 93. It's, it's two games scored, but this is already a player, right? Who, who scored the most goals in the national hockey league since he laced him up and, and by far the most goals five on five. Like what, what is possible this season? It feels like anything. Well, again, and I, I think Austin Matthews will agree, and I'll probably say it every second time I'm on with you guys about the big thing is him being in the running for the uh, Conn Smythe Trophy in the playoffs would matter. So if he scores 70 this year, they get eliminated in the first round. It's a bit of an empty 70. But to your point, it shows last year we all knew he wasn't 100%. There was something there. So, oh, my goodness, he had to settle just in the 40-goal range, right, which is still a great, great <laughs> season. So, uh, yeah. I mean, you know, it's a, it'll balance out. I mean, right now you got him, uh, you got all these offensive awards. They're not in the running for the Jennings trophy or the Vesna trophy or the Norris trophy or the Selkie trophy yet. But you know, the offense is ruling right now. And right now, Austin Matthews saying the sky is the limit. Uh, I'll, I'll say he scores 60 again. Does he score 65? Uh, what the hell? I'll say it right now. But uh, again, like I said, the more important thing is getting in that playoffs where you, whoever gets more important goals. Hey, you can't just get two or less your last seven playoff games, okay? That's where you got to save some for that in the playoffs. But it's exciting to see. And right now, the sky's the limit. Yeah, it's funny. A lot of people are pointing to the contract and saying that's a guy who's just more secure. He put that behind him. He's ready to take the next step. To me, uh, I'm sure that plays part of it. But that also looked like a guy who got shut out in the playoff series that his team nearly got swept in after finally getting through in one. And honestly, with everything we want of players, the ability to use stuff like that as motivation is all we could ever ask for. It does seem, though, like this is a slightly different version of Matthews. I don't know if you saw it, Gord, but our, our friend's eyes had the big interview with him there where he was just quoted ad nauseum over and over again, talking about how much he loved being in Toronto and enjoyed being a Leaf and the pressure and the privilege of the city and all of that. And it just, you know, we always talk about growing up that players need to do, and I do wonder if that's just part of it. It's just a guy who's 26 years old, and man, Lord knows I wasn't this mature at 26 i don't know that i'm this that mature now but it does just seem like a guy who's kind of not becoming but has become a man but before our eyes almost here gord well and it's uh, not that the words rang hollow but if he didn't re-up then the words would ring hollow and and if you're if you're a raptor fan we kind of got used to whether you know you know players uh, whether it's Tracy McGrady or, or Chris Bosch or, you know, what have you, when they get a chance to go American-born quite often, uh, they go somewhere else. So uh, I, the, the big thing was, yeah, signing the contract and showing that, you know, he, he wasn't just talking the talk, he was walking the walk. And, uh, and, and we've mentioned it many times. Like I, well, I even I said to you last week, I, I just get such a kick out of that, that, that Sobeys ad he did. Like, it was just funny. You know, it's just a very different, genuine side where he's playing that he's a grocery clerk. And, and uh, you know, you got Morgan Riley and, and Mitch Marner behind telling him what to do over, a you know, a headset and that. So, I mean, j- just these kind of things that he's just comfortable with and just going about and, you know, being his own guy, embracing the town, uh, living a, a great Toronto life his own way. And, and he's, uh, 
he's put value in that. And he's also obviously values that he could, uh, you know, arguably be the greatest Toronto Maple Leaf player ever. But the key would be he'd have to have some longevity, which meant signing this particular contract. So uh, I, I was a little bit, I didn't, you know, I was, I wouldn't say skeptical, but I was never totally sure. And uh, sure enough, I mean, you know, he re-upped and there's no distractions. Yeah, it was shocking how, how little a story that was leading up to him finally putting pen to paper on that extension. It just never felt like it was not going to happen. Um, so we get to see Connor Bedard tonight against the Toronto Maple Leafs in their third consecutive home game of the season before they head out on the road for a, a five-game road trip. Joe Wall gets his first start of the season after two very meh, to put it conservatively, starts from Ilya Samsonov. Gord, I, I, I don't think... Uh, listen, I'll just speak for myself. I didn't expect a, a pure uh, split between Samsonov and Wall this season, and certainly Samsonov getting the first two starts would indicate it's not going to be so. But uh, what do you make of the potential of maybe somebody taking the reins here, and, and especially if Wall looks better than Samsonov has the first two games? Yeah, you know, and again, the goaltending, when it comes to the playoffs, you just have to get the kind of goaltending that Logan Thompson gave the Vegas Golden Knights, right? And, you know, and, and both those guys are capable of doing that. I just really like the way Joe Wall played last year. I like coming in in the playoffs and that kind of pressure and, and playing the way he did. So, I, you know, I, I never really had a one or two. I kind of looked at them as, um, you know, co Cone, you know, one A, one B, whatever it may be, and and be the best goaltender. Hopefully, be healthy and be the best goaltender in the playoffs, and and be at least good enough to win playoff series, or even better to steal games along the way. So, yeah, I mean, that's one thing. You, you, you know, you don't want to keep giving up. You know, the kind of goals they're giving up, and you don't want to have ordinary goaltending, which they've had so far by and large. So, yeah, we'll we'll see how this unravels. I think it'll be pretty close to a fifty-fifty split by the end of the regular season. So, Gordo, one of the things that uh, hasn't quite clicked, a lot's clicked for this team, but hasn't quite clicked the way they would have hoped is the Fraser Minton on the third line uh, experiment here. It seems like, and again, I'll speak for myself here, it seems like things are trending towards him heading back to junior. Once that happens, the Leafs are going to have to find a new 3C. I suppose it's just Pontus Holmberg. Do you think they'll continue this out for the full nine games uh, to avoid burning the, the ELC? Because obviously, you know, that still does leave him a couple of weeks here to, to try to uh, stretch things out. Or do you think there's a, a world where the Leafs have said, okay, we've seen enough here and maybe Minton goes back to junior before that nine game mark and they try to uh, find a little more certainty of who that 3C is going to be for them? Yeah, good question. You know, because you always want the player to leave on a positive. I don't yeah. think, in all honesty, Brent, like I'm big on, you don't want to burn that year, obviously. But if you're talking about you're trying to put something together for serious Stanley Cup runs this year and next year, then, you know, then you're not as worried about it if you think the person could be a contributor. You and I talked last week. Now, now Wyatt Johnson's a pretty, pretty big stretch to yeah. talk about. We mentioned that's the kind of underage-type performance, like someone that's solidly on one of your top three lines, not someone who's going to you know, not get a ton of ice time, maybe end up in the press box at some point. You know, they're better going back to junior, although – you know, Morgan Riley did do that. He spent a lot of time in the press box as an underage. I don't like it. I know right now it's regular season, which is different from exhibition in looking at, you know, what I don't want to call it the experiment, but seeing if he has a fit or not. But I, I think at this point, Brent, they'll, they'll, they'll go the nine games anyway. And, you know, you, got, you want to give it a good ride, uh, a good look-see to see if there is some possibility there. Gord, always a yes. pleasure. Good morning to you. Well, good, good Monday morning to you guys. We'll talk down the road. And, uh, yeah, Connor Bedard tonight. So can't wait to get at it. And I'll, I'll look forward to chatting with you guys down the road. See you, man. Gord Stelling. See you, man.
Sportsnet 590, the fan analyst. That was a different type of good morning. Good morning to you. I think even adding the to you makes it sound a little more normal. Uh, Not a visual medium, but it makes me think that you're like doffing your cap in a really like uh, extravagant manner to him. Like, good morning to (laughs) To you, you, sir. Also, the muffin to ya. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Also, Gord is just such a people person that you could not throw him off. If you just gave him the most standard good morning of all time, it is a good morning. Yeah, Yeah, I'm going to take my dog to the dog park. Like, he's just such a a happy-go-lucky guy. There was no no phasing him there. It did occur to me uh, when Gord said, you want the kid to leave on a high note. I don't Mm. think this is how it'll work. I expect his stint will kind of regardless how tonight goes continue a little bit longer here but would it be the strangest thing in the world if they said all right go have dinner with your buddy tonight in bedard and uh we'll we'll see you later uh, we brought you up here we're not going to immediately pull shoot after two games but i don't know if if you if you're doing the thing if you want the kid to leave yeah. on a high note and we've watched the games we're all watching the same games they're harder and harder to find he's having his looks his little moments but they're harder and harder to find that honestly is that is that the way? I guess it would also be a bummer. This is me putting myself in 19-year-old Fraser Minton's shoes. It would be a bummer not to get on that bird and go on the first road trip Ooh. and go out for dinner and stay at the five-star That's hotel. That's a great point. Like, not you gotta paying. Give me, That's give me, a great point. Give me a road game. I wonder who his roommate would be. Yeah. Tavares. Oh, no. Well, Tavares I mean, doesn't get a roommate. I mean, going back to, again, the video from that Leafs dressing yeah. room when Austin Matthews hands the belt to Ryan Reeves. Like, he makes yeah. a point and says, hey, one more game, then we wrote it. Yeah, like, I, right? I, no. no. Okay, that's... Yeah. That would actually be the worst if they kept no him around. Kidding. If they were like, all right, Wednesday, have now a good practice. Fun. Yeah. All right, get out of here. Yeah, we're all going to... Yeah, yeah Ryan Reeves has activities planned in <laughs> Florida for the fellas. You can't. I'm going make. back to Regina. <laughs> Yeah, they cannot do that to him. Be so mean. He would, like, we hear all the time about Marner and how oh, they never gave him the full Friday bonuses. That would be Fraser yes. Minton's uh, Friday bonuses of whenever it's time to negotiate the next deal. Of and all the boys were sending him picks from <laughs> Revo's party, Dude. and he never ever recovered. I, that did not occur to me at all. That is such a good point. They cannot yeah. send him home. Yeah, he gets to play. And it's Florida. I, it's not I even know. like they're going to Columbus or some other cold place. He gets to play against the Panthers on Thursday, and then fine. After after that point, you can you can send him back to the dub. But like, yeah, come on. No, that's a great point. I did not. That did not occur for me. Or occur to me. Great mm. point. Mm. Time now for something to chew on. Brought to you by Great Canadian Meats. So yeah, it's Connor Bedard Day. We're mm-hmm. all very excited, and and he has been how visible. He is. I don't know. As a Vancouver like guy, got- doesn't he have to hate it here? Like, doesn't he have to like, well, like secretly loathe the the Toronto Maple Leafs and hate the the Toronto market so, in general? I could be wrong, and I don't think he's wired this way because I seem to recall there being a lot of stories of him liking Canucks posts on Instagram and those kinds of things. But I just feel like all these guys are so wired that they're going to be in the National Hockey League from the time they're yeah, nine. Right. The idea of oh. like, I hate the Leafs. It's like, why would I do that? Yeah. Why would I feel that way about one of my thirty-two right. prospective employers? It's, like, oh, that's a great point. Because, yeah, yeah, at eight years old, I, we all heard Ray Ferraro, Ray Ferraro talking yeah. about the fact that, you know, somebody told him to go see this eight-year-old play. He's like, all right. I'm not doing that. Going to see but, yeah, at eight gone. years old, there was probably a pretty good indication that Connor Bedard was headed to the NHL. Yeah. And, yeah, at, at some point, they were, yeah, you can be, you can watch the NHL, Connor, but, like, those are going to be your peers yeah. soon. So, like, probably don't get emotionally invested in one of those teams. Yeah. Anyways, still feels like the Mecca though. I'm sure. But I just, I just more mean and they'll lead in what we're talking about here, but just the long slog that it's been mm-hmm. for him. It has been uh, right out of the shoot. 
uh, getting a game in against Sidney Crosby and the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah, he's got the Boston Bruins. Like, there has been some major, major markets and a lot of media commitments. In fact, uh, former top prospect Taylor Hall weighed in on the subject. I think he's handling it really well. I mean, he does way too many in-game interviews and stuff. I think that they need to find a way to just let him play and but he's, you know, I think he understands his role as, as a major ambassador for the game of hockey, and, and he's handling it so well. He doesn't seem to be phased by it, but I think that, um, you know, it's, it can be a little much for him at times. He doesn't say that, but it feels like it is. Okay. Well, I wonder if there's been a, d- a direct conversation had between former first overall selection Taylor Hall and first overall selection Connor Bedard. Here's what came to mind for me, though, mm. is that, Austin Matthews didn't speak a whole. Oh my God! <laughs> in, when I so I I saw the quote, but I guess I didn't take in that part of it. Yeah, they didn't let these guys talk on practice no, days. The idea, allowed. the not idea allowed. of an in-game interview. <laughs> like, okay, this is I don't know how much people pay attention to these things. It was earth-shattering to all of us. Okay, maybe I should just speak to myself, although I guess I pulled back the curtain, that those guys talk so much to start the season. You expect mm-hmm. Trelivin to get out there. Tavares, he's the captain. Morgan Riley, he's been talking for a long time. I was floored that Matthews and Marner both got pushed out on the same day, do public interviews, all of this stuff as the season got started. They're in year, what, seven, eight mm-hmm. of being NHLers now, and I was shocked that they both did radio interviews on non-game right. days. Yep. What, Connor Bedard is doing in-game interviews. <laughs> and there's obviously a middle ground uh, to be found there because I do think it's too much. The fact yeah. that he can handle it, or I don't know, maybe he can't. Maybe maybe he would have had back-to-back hat-tricks right. if they would have just left him alone. Mm-hmm. But this is part of it. This is part of being that guy. And, you know, Sid, do you think he was comfortable with everything that got thrown at him? And it wasn't this, but... He had to do a lot to sell that game in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, Mario was there holding his hand, so that made it a lot easier. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I suppose Taylor Hall's there to do that to a way lesser extent because, no offense, Taylor, and I love you the most of anybody. Well, but you're comparing you're him Mario to Mario. Lemieux, so. <laughs> yeah. so that's you're also not Connor, You're also not Connor Bedard, but that's neither here nor there mm-hmm. either. It's just it is so much throwing at the kid, and I do think, I think that his advisors, his family, uh, this part's really important too. The Chicago Blackhawks are invested in protecting that asset. And even if the NHL is pushing, 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 someone in-house there would say, okay, he can't. It's too much. You can't handle it. So I think it just tells us even more about what a special kid he is, honestly. Yeah, the the organization, Yeah, and and certainly if Lou Lamorello was in, in charge of the Chicago Blackhawks, we, we might have a, a different result here. But I will say, if there's ever a team that needed more of a PR makeover, Boy, it might be the Sh- yeah, Chicago Blackhawks. I wonder if that weighs into this thing yeah. as well. And, and, and he, That's why they rigged it that way. To, and, no, no, I'm yeah. joking. Kind of. <laughs> Whatever. Um, even if they did. <laughs> at least he's there and not Anaheim. So like that, that's that's yep. fine. Um, yeah, and, and the player, despite him being 18 years old, he understands his standing. So he has some sway. If he did want to say, hey, listen, guys, this is too much. I'm sure people would listen to yeah. him. And he's been. Well, I also think I, I do think there's something that he'd be hesitant to say that. Maybe, maybe. And that's he where also, his advisors, his agents, But he's family. always like he, he does seem like outgoing and willing to do not that he's like the most exhilarating person on the planet he's a hockey player after yes. all 
like, I, w- I will say that there seems to be something there with Austin Matthews if he ever gave it up and like occasionally you'll, you're here, you'll hear it like on Spit and Chicklets. Yes. But like, yeah, in general media availabilities, you know, he, he hangs out with Justin Bieber. Like, I think Austin Matthews probably has an interesting life. But clearly, Connor McDavid, Sidney Crosby, that's not no. part of their DNA and it's not part of Connor Bedard's DNA no. because, again, from eight years old, he's been in the hockey machine of this country. But kudos to, to him that he's 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 done it well. He hasn't embarrassed himself, and he understands that part of his role as this generational star is to promote the game, which he has done, and and the NHL has put him in positions on this road trip to start the season to be in big markets to do it. And you know what? I am going to give kudos to the NHL on their scheduling. Normally, I'm yelling at them for mm-hmm. it. They did a great job with this, and I don't care about this personally. To be perfectly honest, if it was the other way and it was the NHL giving them the middle finger, I would like it more. Mm-hmm. But it's good that they got him in Montreal. Montreal doesn't feel like a big deal right now because they are the lone team in the Atlantic just kind of swirling around there, not really building much up. Mm-hmm. But that is still obviously such a big market that matters. And to include them in this, to have him there on the first Saturday night, it would have been so easy to just, I mean, I guess it's not. Scheduling Matrix is probably super complicated, but it feels like it would have been pretty easy to get him in Toronto on the first Saturday night. They gave that one to Montreal to lend more credence to it on a matchup that, let's be honest, Blackhawks, Canadians this year, who cares? So kudos to them. It does matter that they get him in a market like that, despite the team being what they are. So for them not to... Like, I mean, look at the other teams. It's been Boston. It's been the Penguins with Crosby. It's the Leafs. It's the Canadians. Yeah. I will say it would be a bad move if they were like, you know what? Taylor Hall's right. He's doing too much. Let's Tonight is the night that we're going to ease up on in Toronto against the Leafs. I'll put my hand up. I'm kind of half expecting that. You don't think that was an opening salvo? Do you think, do you honestly think Taylor Hall just completely (sighs) unencumbered without any ideas of what type of a story this might Mm. lead to? Is this not, is this not us? I mean, I don't know that this is definitive, but is that not us kind of hearing it from Connor Bedard? Of th- those guys so. talk about stuff. I yeah. don't think he's sitting there going, "Taylor, it's so hard on me. You have to tell yeah. them to stop." But going, man, like, yeah, it's a lot. I've probably done more interviews well, this week than I've done in my life. And he it, goes, "Yeah, you're right. Too it, much." It is going to normalize, though, right? Like the, the the fact that he's starting one on the road and two on the road in some major Forever. markets. I know circus, but yeah, it, it's a long it's a long road trip to start the season. Yeah, I. I I think eventually it will not be what it's been the first week for for Connor Bedard, but my goodness, let it continue for at least one more day. One more day, please, please, please. All right, when we come back, uh, lots to get to uh, from the NFL still. Also, we have five new events that are coming to the next Olympics, including flag football. All right, that and a whole (laughs) lot more next. As the Fan Morning Show continues, Ben Annis, Brent Gunning, Sportsnet 590, The Fan. Big guests and bigger opinions on everything happening in Leafsland. Real Kipper and Born. Be sure to subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Joe Sportsnet 590, the fan, Ben Ennis, Brent Gunning, Stad producer Jeff Asaparty in here who had the Miami Dolphins as his survivor pool pick yesterday. And that was, that was looking grim. Sweaty. 14 nothing. And then it wasn't. And then they were up 21-14 at halftime. And by the end of it, Tyreek Hill is, is grabbing people's phones, doing backflips, and taking selfie videos. Yeah, good for him. 
Yeah, I would say. And yeah, he's going to get fined. And yeah, who is the guy that that was... I don't know. His phone he used because the video first surfaced on an NFL UK Twitter account and then was immediately deleted. And then the person who deleted it, I guess, doesn't understand how the internet works because once it's out there, even for a split second, like considering the magnitude of the video, it's captured for all of eternity. (laughs) So naturally, everybody's seen the video, which I also... It it's it could have been better if, if I think what you and you I wanted both some ag- cinematography on it. No, I think you and I agree that he like Tyreek Hill must have pressed the button yeah, as the side he was, buttons, which is listen, I, it's a, impressive enough, I guess, to do a backflip holding a phone. Can you can you also not press the button? Yeah, to like, get the whole get, video in there. Can we get greedy? Yeah, I, I don't I, think it's wrong. I I agree with you. Um, I was cool. I, I, it is funny how we've done, I feel like a 180 on these prop celebrations. Because okay. who, who has a negative thing to say about that from Tyreek Hill ye- uh, yesterday? Mm. Compare that to, I know you're a little bit younger than me, but like the Joe Horn cell phone thing. Oh, There's I remember. an uproar. People were angry. I, I was, I am a little younger than you. Not mm. like, I don't want to make it seem like I was four when that happened, but I remember like being in my teens or whatever and going... It's just funny. I don't know why everyone's so upset. People just put a cell phone in there. I don't know. Yeah. They, I remember takes about he's not focused on the yeah. game because <laughs> it's like it takes two seconds to put it in there. And I think he's super focused. He's so sure he's going to score yeah. that he's pre-planning. Well, and I don't think anyone was more upset than the T.O. Sharpie thing. Well, that, I mean, that actually, like, if you are it's a fan of sock. one team, yeah. I understand why you can be the... Like why you can be upset about it, but yeah, why? Or no, oh, oh no, yeah, I'm no, mixing you're up talking the star. The, the, uh, I'm mixing yes. up the star with the sharpie. No, that one was a different deal. Star that- was awesome. <laughs> Awesome. Especially the second time when he got blown up. Yeah, obviously. So good. <laughs> no, the Sharpie, the Sharpie thing where he for, had it in his in the sock, sock that's and he right. pulled it out that's and good. signed his name and then handed it to his, his agent, yeah, which his, made it not good. But haven't we come all the way around on the prop thing? Like, I know, yeah, if, if fans. Oh, say the best one. What was the, oh, the you Chad Johnson? Me, yeah. yeah. Oh, or, Ch- use his official name, please. I think he has gone back to uh, John. I don't I, know, whatever. I've seen videos lately of him screaming, Ocho, baby. Yeah. So take Which, that for what it's worth. It's hilarious that he's, yeah, 85, but his Ocho Cinco <laughs> is just 8'5. Yeah. yeah. All right. Anyways, but <laughs> Chad Johnson back in the day, yeah, he, he had some really original ones yeah. using props that were readily available right. to anybody, grab the pylon and use it as a putter. Uh, putting the football in the end zone. That's my personal favorite. I don't recall any outrage towards that one. But yeah, the Joe Horn, T.O. prop thing, I think people did get upset at. Uh, Tyreek, like, correct me if I'm wrong here, but it doesn't feel like anybody's upset at at Tyreek Hill taking advantage of scoring a touchdown against the worst, the only unbeat or Mm -hmm. uh, uh, winless team in the NFL when they're piling up points in the second half using a prop Doing a backflip. Hmm. Uh, I, I just feel like we've gone a whole 180 from where we were a decade ago. I honestly hadn't even thought about how bad the Panthers were and all that. I guess that They're really been. bad. No, and, I didn't. And, like, despite them being up 14 nothing, like, the yeah. game was out of hand. It didn't. It, I, I guess that part didn't even register. I care so little about the Carolina Panthers that them being disrespected yeah. in that way did not even enter into the equation for me. And I don't know that this is right, but... In my opinion, I honestly think it is. You know, we reference the trendsetters here, but those guys were all, what, decade, 15 years ago? Yeah. You know who let this happen? Who's that? A Toronto connection. 
Jose Batista did this. We yeah. had the bat flip argument, and that was kind of that for celebrations yeah. in sport. Honestly, like Ovechkin did the hot wow. stick thing. Do you think that did it in all, all sports? Sport. It, like in crossed North, over to for all North sports. America. I do think it did that. I actually do. I think that, and then I'm going to sound a thousand years old now. And then TikTok being a thing, just the youth get their way all the time. So mm. that that hammered it home. But I actually do think all the the arguments we had and the goose gossage of it all with Batista was just such a cathartic bloodletting on all sides of it that we just moved on as a society at large. I didn't, this is not a like flushed out thing. I did not a th- did not think of this ahead of time, but as we're talking about it, I don't just, think you're wrong. Those no. things are so far, all the NFL things you mentioned are a generation of players removed. Like think of how long all those guys have been retired. Yeah. I saw a clip this year of Falcons owner, Arthur Blank, talking to Joe Horn's kid on the sideline <laughs> of a game or his nephew or something like that. So yeah. that, ju- that proves how far removed all this is. And I honestly think it was Batista that thought all this off. I really do. Hit, hit us up on the text line 59590 with your opinion on the thing and whether, in fact, like I am too myopic in my view and that there are still like a, a lot of uh, older folk that are upset about it. But yeah, I, I think you're on to something as far as Bautista in 2015 being the point of demarcation. Like we went from a... BC to AD, <laughs> like really? in that moment. I think so. I, and it's not exactly apples to apples. Cause it's no, it's not like Jose Bautista grabbed some prop. Like he shot off like a, a Roman candle. Like, you know, what <laughs> could you imagine? He had like a cracker in the back of his bat. And, he, <laughs> and I, it leads me to this thought though. Like, is there a line? Like, is there something that is so above and beyond, so beyond the pale? Yeah. So yeah. like, so insane, so over the top. Joe Thornton said it. Well, come on, well, that's actually. That, I'm saying that's that's a criminal act. Okay, though. well, there's your line. Okay, don't do anything criminal. Don't do anything that's not exactly family friendly. I love that Joe Thornton said it though. Yeah, I mean that was the greatest. And you want to talk about? Yo, know, that was the genesis. We just had this oh, uh, this, this Orlando Arcia conversation about media in the locker room. That was the first one because he didn't say that. Uh, it wasn't supposed to be on record what Joe Thornton said he would do if he scored four goals in a hockey game. But yeah, okay, yes, public nudity. Probably too much. I agree with you. But outside of that, especially during a regular season, we just had yeah. this conversation about the Leafs. It's like, yeah, the regular season's important, right? Got to make the playoffs. And boy, would you like to have home ice advantage mm-hmm. throughout it. In the NFL, yeah, there's only one bye in each yep. conference, so it's super important. But there's 17 games now. And like, it, it must be said that the regular season has been watered down. Yes. The idea that we need more entertainment bang for our buck during these regular seasons is 100% accurate. I like nothing comes to mind outside of your right criminal acts. Joe Thornton said it public nudity outside of that though. Like I, I'm game for whatever you got for so me. This was, this was fake public nudity. Someone on the text line, shout out to the nameless texture saying, yeah, remember Joe, remember Joe Buck with Randy Moss. Oh, <laughs> a disgusting. Act. He fake moved. Yeah. It was a different era. Oh, a totally different era. And Joe Buck still calling games now. Yeah. He would act totally different. He has talked about this, of how different he is, how different America is, all of this stuff. But that is a That's another great, great, great point of how just different it is. And it's, I mean, it's far removed. Like this was probably, again, 15 years ago now because it would have been Vikings Randy Moss and mm-hmm. not the second go around. But yeah, it is crazy to think. And I really, I, I really do think, I think the only way that this becomes an issue Mm-hmm is if you, and I'm going to pick on a team that's local, the Buffalo Bills. Let's say they, and I don't think this is in their DNA, 
But let's say it seemed like they were really focused on like team celebrations <laughs> and it basically becomes the home run jacket conversation right. that we had. Sure, oh, does this yeah. team care about the right things? Yeah. But it wouldn't be you can't celebrate. It's yeah. just could you care 1% less about it? That no, is you the, have to be good. That too. is the only way you I can honestly see it happening. But even honestly, if the Carolina Panthers would have had a – Hell of a celebration cooked up for when they went up 14 nothing at one point. Who could have blamed them? No, would true. anyone have got upset? We have such we limited opportunities we, to celebrate. We, we would have take mocked advantage. them mercilessly yeah. for the way the game ended up. And then I'm sure the Dolphins would have done whatever celebration it is in their face. Uh, but that would have just taken care of itself. Like, I actually do think outside of the, the, the lewd act. Yeah. And not the fake one by Randy Moss, the one Joe Thornton threatened to do if he ever got four goals in a game. <laughs> that I honestly, I think he can kind of do whatever you want. Oh, uh, the best was, yeah. As subsequent, the, the Joe Thornton comment, like whenever he would you know, have a multi-goal game, people being oh. on alert, high alert. Well, and it's, he played with Matthews. Matthews <laughs> yeah. had many hat tricks yeah. while he played with Joe Thornton. But Matthews didn't say he would do no. it. No, Thornton did. Oh, yeah. I Under- like to think Thornton would have gone, he was just like, no, get it out. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I, what's coming to mind that is it should be in the running. We should mention as far as prop celebrations, the Ezekiel Elliott jumping into the Salvation Army Very pot. Good. That was a good one. How too. did that? And they got again, no fun league. They gave they yeah. tissed, tissed him for that. They should have just made him give the money to the Salvation Army. I guess. How did they not do that? I feel I, like he. I seem to recall. I shouldn't mm-hmm. give Zeke his props here. I seem to recall he did that. In fact, of matching the donation, yes. whatever they find him to the Salvation Army. So good on him, but the NFL should have just given the money to the Salvation yeah, Army. Yeah, pretty clearly. So this is, yeah, you're right. You know, else is interesting is that, okay, I get it. Like 10 grand means nothing to Tyreek Hill, obviously. Yeah. But it is like, it is factually something, right? Like he is going to be reprimanded and perhaps yeah, it's, even... it's dinner for the people who hang around him, for sure. I, I, I mean, is it inhibiting anybody in no. the NFL? Like, say they just said, you know what? Reigns are entirely off. You can oh. do whatever you want. Like, do we see a, a different, <laughs> a, like, a different level? Honestly, with Miami specifically and Mike McDaniel being in charge, I think we do have to have rules in place because I would I would not rule out them just having a cheetah loose in the stadium and racing Tyreek Hill after. <laughs> like, that place is so unhinged that maybe them specifically in Miami need rules, uh. but everyone else, no. Like, you're right. It's ten grand, and I, I've been laughing at the quote, Tyreek Hill, I don't live my life for money. I live my life to entertain. Yeah. And that's very much me when I decide to splurge on, oh. like, a second Big Mac <laughs> or something like that. I'm like, ooh, I'm going to get two today because yeah. my life is That entertains money. nobody, no. though, I got to say. Uh, well, one person. <laughs> this guy yeah. yakking into the mic. Uh, it's true. Um, so I mentioned before the break. I don't uh, live my life for money. I live my <laughs> life for clogged arteries, baby. Yeah, you sure do, Boy, don't you? Me and Al uh, Michaels. I I live my life to watch competitive flag football. Um, so I, good for me in 2028 at the Los Angeles Olympics. It's coming to, like it's now not like a discussion. This, these are the new events that will take place at the 2028 Olympics. And each Olympics gets their own site-specific um, events that are not like, hey, it doesn't mean that flag football is going to exist in the Olympics for the next 20 mm-hmm. years or whatever. But flag football is coming to the Olympics in 2028. Cricket, lacrosse, squash, and ba- uh, baseball, softball, coming back to the Olympics. How many? I know. Just I, in we, and out and in and out. I know. We like we we waved goodbye to baseball, and there was a lot of tears shed over, over over it departing. And so many Canadian baseball players with so many great memories. Ryan Dempster going to be on the team in twenty eight. Well, I mean, the flag football one is super interesting though, because Rob Gronkowski is the same age as Travis Kelsey. Like they're the same age, and <laughs> he's talked openly Amazing. about wanting to play 
on this team, and it's hard for me to imagine even in five years that somebody's going to be better than Rob Gronkowski at playing flag football tight end. What the hell are these teams going to look like? Is is this a situation also where it's non-contact and it's like, it, it, it it's like the threat of injury is so low that we're actually going to see NFL players. Like I, if there is the potential for NFL players in the summer to play flag football, I think you got something. Well, I, I did laugh when you first told me about this, but I mean, flag football is what a lot of kids play. I mean, it is what they play in terms of there are people who just play flag football, but you go look at all the elite quarterback receiver DB guys who are getting recruited into all these top colleges. It's like they all play seven on seven, which is effectively Mm -hmm. flag football. So it is a big part of the culture of the sport. Honestly, if you're asking me what it should look like, Mm -hmm. especially for the, every other country in the world can do what they want us included. We should have a flag football team and Mm -hmm. it should be guys who play flag football. But for America, Mm -hmm. I want it to be every athlete who I have been told my whole life, this guy'd be a problem in the (laughs) NFL. LeBron, it's, I know you're going to be 46 or whatever by the time that Olympics rolls around. Not 46, but older. You gotta, you gotta go. You gotta yeah. do the thing. You gotta prove what you were once back in Akron when you were in grade 10, still being allowed to play football before it was, you know, like really dumb to do so. Uh, that's what I want it to be. We have seen. I don't know if you saw the video of Demar Derozan. He was like, thro- he threw a football. In yes, some, I did like see that. 50 yards. Oh my goodness. Seed. Yeah, that's what I want. Uh, from America, they should not be allowed to use football players. Yeah. If you play football professionally, amateurly, you're out. I want it all guys from other professional leagues. And I know the Olympics is actually not supposed to be entertainment. It's supposed to be about sport. Yeah. Not sports either. Just sports. Singular. Sport. It's so important. <laughs> that but, is a key point of delineation. Please, God, give it to me. I need LeBron. Anthony Davis, mm. Anthony Edwards. He says mm. he's the best at all sports. Give give me him on the team. You know what's going to happen, though? It's going to yeah, be a bunch be. of hardos that For are sure. like, yeah, okay, I see the finish line of 2028 being an Olympian and potentially winning a yes, gold medal at the Olympics because despite it being flag football and a joke, like you still get an <laughs> Olympic medal if you're the best flag football team in 2028. So it's going to be a bunch of hardos. What I, I expected to see, and this may sound like a joke, but I, yeah. I watch it whenever it's on yeah, TV. Yeah. The like professional tag is like it's oh, legit, man. Yeah, that a tag is looks the wave like a of the torn future. ACL to me is what it looks like. Those guys are incredibly, incredibly athletic. I also like to think there's a quarterback somewhere playing for a mid major mm-hmm. who saw this announcement this morning and just walked in and like unenrolled from school. Yeah. Said I'm out of here on scholarship. <laughs> right, that's my life now. Yeah. And because honestly, to your point, like we can all laugh about it. We can do the jokes. Olympian forever. Yep. Gold medalist forever. And guess what? I, I could be wrong about this. Would love nothing more than an upset. I feel like America probably has a really good chance to win gold. Yeah. Not the, against the country that plays it all the time. I yeah. guess not against Nathan Rourke and Team Canada. Let's go, <sighs> oh, baby. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, well, let's go. Oh, no, I'm going. I'm going even more niche. What? QB competition in camp with Nathan Rourke and his baby bro, who Nathan <laughs> Rourke said, told me, yeah. is better, bigger, stronger, faster. We got a competition in camp for 2028. Can't wait for Can't it. Can't remember his brother's name, but good you luck know, to him. You Junior Rourke. All right. <laughs> Time now for the wake and rake. Not Mickey. You know, I lost 10 dimes on him. Whoops. Time now for the wake and rake, presented by Sports Interaction, your homegrown sports book, Bet Local. Leafs, Blackhawks tonight as the Toronto Maple Leafs wrap up their season opening 
homestand. The Blackhawks have been on the road uh, since the beginning of the season, and Connor Bedard is doing interviews all over the place, and never will the spotlight be as bright as it will tonight in Toronto for Mr. Bedard. Uh, the Blackhawks naturally underdogs, but not significantly so. Mm-hmm. Uh, Leafs minus 175, Blackhawks plus 110. The total, of course, six and a half. You got to pay juice on the over. Despite mm-hmm. the fact that the Blackhawks uh, have lost two of their first three games, like not a lot of goal scoring either way in the, in these first three games. I don't know. I kind of like the under at, at even odds. That's where I'm leaning as well. I told you, I think Sheldon Keefe has the challenge locked and ready. Don't let this guy get to Gretzky. We revere Wainer too much. <laughs> Don't let him get to the six or seven game point streak, whatever yeah. it was to, to start his career. Uh, and I do think you see a more buttoned down version of the Leafs. So I, the under is my lean there as well. I mean, this will shock you. The spread in a hockey, hockey game, one and a half is what the uh, spread yeah. is there. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, Austin Matthews uh, to record more than a point and a half is paying minus 111. Uh, basically even odds both ways on Matthews to uh, record at least two points. Connor Bedard, um, if you like him to go pointless in this game, plus 110 over a half a point, minus 143 as uh, he tries to up his point total in Toronto. Monday nighter in the NFL, Cowboys and Chargers, a road game for the Cowboys <laughs> in Los Angeles against the Chargers. Uh, who knows what home field advantage is worth in the NFL? It used to be three points, but I, I think people look at it more two, two and a half. But Cowboys, one and a half point favorites on the road in this one. Money line, minus 125. The total is 51. Um, and, and the Cowboys, I know, is, have disappointed mm-hmm. this season. I, I'd still have a serious lean towards the Cowboys in this game that's going to feel like a home game for them. Yeah, that's where I'm at. I don't really have a feel on the over-under. It feels like the Cowboys can play in any kind of style of game. I could see them just buttoning this thing up. I could see Herbert turning it into a bit of a shootout there, but I'm with you. I like the Cowboys. I like them to cover. I definitely like them to win outright as well. So, yeah, all Cowboys for me in that one. That was the Wake and Rake presented by Sports Interaction, your homegrown sportsbook. Bet local. All right, when we come back, All eyes on Toronto, as they always are in the hockey world. Uh, Leafs and Austin Matthews and his six goals against Connor Bedard and his one tonight at Scotiabank Arena. We'll talk to our pal Frank Saravelli, president of hockey content for Daily Faceoff. Coming up next as the Fan Morning Show continues. Ben Ennis, Brent Gunning, Sportsnet 590 The Fan.